Good Monday morning. It is January 25th and it's super early and I've been up since 345 because I couldn't sleep. Um, <laughs> you're going to get an ADD rambling this morning. So over the weekend, um, I want, actually it was just yesterday, but I was looking at these TikTok videos and there was this dude that does these hilarious Little House on the Prairie ones. So I was watching them and laughing and Max was watching them. And then I'm like, you know, I haven't seen that show since I was a kid because it was like on in the 70s and 80s. And granted, I was born in 78, but I totally remember seeing some episodes in the 80s, but not enough that like I remember them all. So I found it on IMDb, which if you stream things, yeah, it sucks because there's commercials on it. But we started watching the pilot with the boys, which is like an hour and a half long. So it's it's lengthy for the pilot. And the rest of the shows, I think, are like 50 minutes. And that is like such a wholesome show. Like, I mean, we watch a lot of like, you know, oh, I'm like, you just, we watch those like uh, forensic files and like, you know, the kids are watching like all these Stephen King movies and we watch like zombies and shoot 'em up films. So to watch like Little House on the Prairie, it was like super wholesome. And of course, there's like, you know, you got racism and sexism because it's an older show and it's like obviously set in the 1870s or so. So we got to talk about that too, because that's what I do with my kids. when We watch something, but, um, we had read a couple years ago, little house in the big woods by Laura Ingalls Wilder. And the kids kind of remember some of the activities we did, like making maple candy with like out of uh, snow and maple syrup that we heated to like boiling. And we made our own butter by like getting heavy cream and a marble in a jar and like shaking it up. But they didn't quite remember the book because, like, I think it was, like, three or more years ago that we read it for a homeschool thing. So, like I said, we're watching the show. And, you know, like I said, the, the, it wasn't even horrible sexism, at, right? But it was like they were building a house and she's very weak doing it. The mother and the father's like, oh, I shouldn't let you do this. This isn't woman's work. And, like, Max is side-eyeing me. I'm like, I know, honey, it was a while ago. I'm like, just, you know, <laughs> yes, yes, I would be side-eyeing too, but... And then, you know, they had the Indians that were like, you know, savages. And, you know, I love, love, love that even though that show was in the 70s and 80s, the middle child, who reminds me a lot of Evan in a way, um, they were talking about the Indians and they had built their house in like Kansas, you know, on this flat stretch of land. And the older girl was like, I hope we don't see any Indians. And the mom was like, oh, I second that. And the middle child's like, why did we come to Indian land, you know, if we didn't want to see Indians? which I loved. Yeah, that's a great question, Laura. Why did you come <laughs> to, you know, so, so there was just, so like I said, anytime I watch anything older, like we definitely always talk about problematic things in it. And then we also can enjoy it at the same time. So something that like, I'm telling you, it could be the menopause, but like, I'm literally tearing up on some of the episodes. Cause like we got into three episodes and then Mark came home from work yesterday and then like had to rewatch the first two, which took a while. Cause the pilot was like I said, like an hour and a half and then 50 minutes for the second episode. But there's this great comment the mom made, and this kind of rolls into a few different subjects I wanted to talk about. The little girls going to school, well, both little girls, there's three girls, but the two older ones are going to school. And the middle girl, who's the author of the books and the voice that you hear when they're doing the episodes, she was like, how long do I have to go to school to learn? You know, basically, how long does it take to learn everything? And the mother gave this great homeschooling kind of answer and definitely Christian based too, but it's still a great answer. She said, well, we learn from the time we're born. And if we're lucky, 
We keep on learning till the good Lord calls us home. And I just loved that answer. Like, you keep learning your whole life. And then I start thinking about how some people, like, especially, like, I think the elderly get away with this. But, like, oh, that's just how they are. Or that's just how things are. And, like, I've heard that phrase so many times in my life and I've talked about it in my podcasts. And I always think, and maybe it's because I've had some therapy and I'm hoping to go back. Like, I just finally got my paperwork. It took, like, a whole month. I'm telling you, the new year and insurance, blah, blah, takes forever to schedule, like, speech therapy or, like, any kind of counseling. And just, it takes a while with the new year and all the crap that you have to go through. But that being said, with the little bit of therapy I've had, like, the mark of growing It's like, you don't stop. You know, you get 18, you're done with high school. Maybe you go on to college or learn a trade and then you get your career. But like, we're all still learning. Like in my job, like, especially me, because I change jobs every few years. It's like, I've done med surge. I've ER, OR, back to ER. Like we have evidence-based practice in nursing. Something that I did maybe in 2010, which I used to give heparin injections. 5,000 international units, sub-Q every eight hours. And that was a med surge thing because, you know, we were preventing clots because everybody's laying in bed. I don't know when that changed between 2010 and 2020, but I can tell you a few years ago, I was up on in the ICU helping out and they were giving Lovenox and I'm like, oh, we don't do heparin anymore. They're like, no, we haven't done that for a while, which a while could be five years. It could be six months. Like it's just, oh, we haven't done that in a while. So I don't know when that changed. But my point is like you continue learning in whatever field you choose for your career because there's always things changing and I'm just thinking like it kind of does remind me of like sometimes you run across an older nurse who's like well I don't know why we changed it we've always done things this way I am that nurse with computers I'll be honest I suck at computers I do miss paper sometimes I do and I'm sure the young 20-some nurses are just like this is great having everything on computer but um I mean it is for some things but some things I just want to rip it out of the wall and smash it you know um But anyways, back to that whole little house and then the learning and therapy to roll it all into a point was I think that the best types of people continue learning and changing throughout their whole life. And I don't know, I just find that so magical. You know, it's like you can get new information and maybe change your opinion on something. It's kind of like food you hate when you're younger. Like, oh my God, I hate carrots. I hate carrots. And, you know, little kids, I'll only eat raw carrots dipped in like a cup of ranch. And then you get older and you're like, oh, I love roasted carrots. And I love, you know, stew and all these different ways we can have, you know, carrots. And that's just one example of how your taste changed throughout your life. And I mean, I guess some core values people have that don't change, but I don't know. I just think it's kind of fascinating that you can get new information and be like, oh, this is how it is now. And that you can adapt to that. So it was just kind of wholesome content and I loved it. And I kind of see like I'll be binging that for a while. <laughs> um, other than that, I also have to tell you about this cool Netflix show that I watched because I've been up since 345. And it's some kind of leftovers. You just Google or I'm sorry, just get on Netflix and search for like leftovers. It's a cooking show. I'm guessing like a British one. I don't know. And the whole premise is to like reinvent leftovers which is something that I love doing because I hate wasting food. Like we're always tight on a budget anyways. Like we've lived that way for over 20 years. Like we're just, we just prefer to be tight. And it's probably because we would rather be tight with our budget than work 80 hours a week and be frivolous with money. Like I like my time more than I like money, you know, like I work to pay what I need to. And 
I remember at one point me and Mark were both like, this was a few years back, maybe, I don't know, it's a lot more than a few years back, but he had like three surgeries in a year and I was working part-time. And then he managed to go back to PRN while I was part-time. So I worked like eight days a month and then he maybe got like four or five days a month. Long story short, we were able to pay the bare necessities with like working 12 or 13 days a month between the two of us. And like I said, this was years back. Not We didn't have all the extracurriculars and things like that at the time. So it worked for a bit. That being said, like, I mean, I, we do, we just make those choices. One car and sometimes it sucks and things happen and, you know, yeah, it's a little bit of a struggle and, you know, a cheap foreclosed house versus like a nice hundred and fifty or $200,000 house because, you know, you just make those choices when you're young because we know shit happens and I don't want to be like so strung out trying to work two jobs just to barely make ends meet. So that being said, one of the things I'm nutty about is food. Like I don't waste it. And to be honest, I was like, cutting meat out of our diet saved like a shit ton on our bills except for I know that Mark recently has bought like some meat and he was making some dishes and stuff which is obviously fine I'm not policing what people eat I just don't choose to cook it usually or buy it but um yeah leftover this show is all about reinventing leftovers and I just think it's kind of cool because I like to be thrifty and moving on from the thrifty topic I had mentioned in my podcast yesterday about experiences and this whole like science behind of happiness and experiences mean more than material things you know you could spend a lot of money on a brand new car or you could take that money I guess and go like on a vacation you know when you have this experience of going somewhere new and seeing different people and learning different things again they both cost money though and so my whole thing yesterday was I was like you know I'm because we're tight on money like I know a lot of free things to do and I mean and again, everything has a little bit of money. Like if I say, oh, you can go on bike rides where well, you have to have a bike or money for a bike, you know, so like there's, I'm just trying to, I guess I shouldn't say free necessarily. The only real free thing I could think of is hiking because it's just your legs walking somewhere. So that would be, you know, oh, and the library because you can go to the library and we have so many around here, get a library card. You can like rent movies. You can do books. There's like, you know, you can get free internet there. Like it's so that would be another super free thing. And by the way, you should always vote for like any kind of levy they're trying to pass or taxes to increase for the library. I always vote for it because I just don't know why you wouldn't want to. That's like something free and like everybody can enjoy. You know, it doesn't cost money to go to the library. And I think that it's kind of weird that somebody wouldn't want everybody to enjoy something for free. It's weird, but they don't because sometimes people vote against it. Um, so hiking and libraries were free. And then the other things, like I said, you have to have a bike or a fishing pole if you want to go fishing or biking. Um... What was the thing we were talking about? I, oh, sledding. I mean, you have to have a sled for this kind of weather. Snowshoes, although I've heard of people getting snowshoes at thrift stores. I'm a huge advocate of going to thrift stores. And if anybody's into Pinterest, like I love the whole like reuse, recycle or upcycle where you take something and then like you create something new out of it. There are some very talented people that can do that with like old ugly dresses that look like curtains. And if anybody ever remembers the Carol Burnett show, she does like a gone with the wind thing and she like because in the movie she totally makes a dress out of curtains but like you know it's carol burnett so she has like the rod still in her back with the ugly curtains on it for the dress but anyways um yeah i love going to thrift stores and i know people have bought snowshoes at thrift stores so you can go snowshoeing so that's another kind of cheap or easy kind of hobby to get involved in sorry i had to take a sip of coffee oh that's not good I mean, it's not bad, but it's not good. You know how people buy people like those holiday blends of coffees, like those little K-cups, which, yeah, they're super wasteful. Like, 
I get Keurigs are nice because you can do one cup of coffee, but like all that plastic going in the landfill, like there is this stuff that's Death Wish coffee that like everything's recyclable about it. So I guess if you're worried about pollution, you'd want to get those K-cups or you would just do the reusable K-cups and, you know, make each cup out of that, which we do have. But like I said, we got these at Christmas and there's, um, somebody got like a peppermint bark one and they've just been sitting there for a month because fucking nobody likes peppermint bark. If you're listening to this and you like peppermint bark, I think you're weird. I fucking hate peppermint. I hate it. I hate it so much, but I thought I would try it. It's not good. But I'm going to keep drinking it. So back to free experiences. Um, trying to think of what, you know, I guess crafting costs a lot of money. I don't do a lot of crafting, but I know people who do, and it seems to cost a shit ton of money. I feel like if anybody wants to get into like scrapbooking or sewing, like they could just hit me up because I have so much stuff in my attic. It's where all my projects went to die over the 20 some years that I thought I was going to get into something and I didn't, but I'm also slightly a hoarder. Like I go through binges and then purges where like I buy shit and then I get rid of it. I don't think I've really went on a binge in a while though. I've been mostly in the purge state, but like I said, we've collected things well over 20 years, so it's going to take a while. I currently have one corner of my attic that needs to go to the dump. Like it's just textbooks and stuff from school. And I don't know, like I said, things change so much with healthcare. Like I'm not trying to keep a textbook from 20 years back and think that's going to be super relevant. I mean, maybe an anatomy book, but you know, nothing else. So think of some free experiences this week. Maybe catch Little House of the Prairie for some wholesome content. And just keep, you know, I think just a key for me for happiness is learning something new. I mean, I work, worked, I still work, it's PRN, but like, you know, learning something new all the time in the ER, because you just see so much of something. Like, I always figure you're not going to be an expert in anything in the ER, maybe except for running a code, because you do that hell of a lot more than you do on like a med surge floor. But like, you're kind of a jack of all trades. And that works with my ADD, because I like a little bit of, you know, knowledge about everything. Like, I don't know what happens after they go to the cath lab, after they have a heart attack and what the recovery stuff is, but I know... When they come in and we see a STEMI, I know what meds to give. I know what to do, like in that moment. So I think I like about my job that I learn all the time. And I just encourage everybody to like read, learn something new, try a new food, do a hobby, like, you know, get out there and try something you've never done before. Kind of makes you more well-rounded as a person, you know, not that there's anything wrong with somebody who sticks to the one thing they like, you know, all I do is scrapbooking and all I cook is Italian food and all I, you know, whatever, you know, just the same, same, same. It could just be me. I find that extremely boring and horrifying, but some people clearly find it comforting. And then you are like an expert at doing that. Now I got to wonder what I'm an expert at. I think I'm an expert at handling chaos. That's, that's something I really do well in, I think. And that also works well for being an ER nurse. <laughs> but, um, so that's my ADD kind of rant on a bunch of different subjects this morning. And it's longer. I was trying to keep them all like five minutes. But clearly my lack of sleep and all the little things I'm thinking about floating through my head, flying out of my mouth right now is taking me past 15 minutes. So hopefully everybody has a good week and they stay safe. And... I think next week will be February. Yes, because I get my second COVID shot. So I'm sure I'll have something to talk about next week. Take care.